Welcome, this is Anthony Haynes. I'm Creative Director of Frontinus Limited. Welcome to the Grey Lit Cafe podcast brought to you by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus is a communications consultancy focused on engineering, infrastructure, sustainability and research. In this episode, I'd like to examine the phrase grey literature. I'm no historian, but so far as I can see, the term grey literature emerged in the mid-70s, and by the end of the 70s had already established a kind of foothold. And it's now, of course, become widely established. Grey literature is a fairly well-known term. It's very well-known indeed in certain circles in the world of uh, librarianship, information science and uh, archiving, grey literature is an extremely widely used and, and widely understood term. And so it is in certain disciplines, at least, such as archaeology and health science and so on. The term is often used as a way of contrasting the kind of things we associate with grey literature, things like white papers, uh, reports, dissertations and so on, contrasting them with white literature, by which people really mean books, especially from established book publishers and uh, journal papers, especially peer-reviewed ones. And the term has a certain advantage, which is that we associate the idea of greyness with murkiness and indistinctness. Uh, You think of that time of the day which is the worst for driving your car in the dusk where shapes and distances become difficult to discern. The phrase grey literature always makes me think of the well-known poem Elegy written in a country churchyard where Thomas Grey, and incidentally I love the fact A poet with the surname Grey is the person who wrote the most famous lines about greyness. The poet says, The curfew tolls the knell of parting day. The lowing herd winds slowly o'er the lee. The ploughman homeward plods his weary way and leaves the world to darkness and to me. Now fades the glimmering landscape on the sight and all the air a solemn stillness holds. And I looked up at the definition of glimmering, and one of the definitions I was given was shining faintly with a wavering light. So the reason I think this uh, idea of greyness is appropriate to grey literature is the concept is indistinct. It, as we discussed in the very first episode of the podcast, it's very difficult to sharply delineate grey literature and say where, where grey literature starts and where, where it stops. So calling it grey literature kind of suits the phenomenon. However, and this is the the reason that prompted this particular episode, calling this stuff grey literature has a real disadvantage, which is that grey is often seen as a dull, unattractive, boring colour, and the phrase grey is often a turn-off. As someone who has reached the third age, I can tell you I much prefer it when people refer to the silver generation rather than the grey generation. In my workshops on publishing and research communication, I have for years included at least segments about grey literature. And often what I've done is seek to infuse people about the possibilities of grey literature, both as an information source for them and as potential outlets. And I can tell you it's hard work. And I think the reason it's hard work, or certainly one of the reasons it's hard work, is that the phrase grey literature itself is just a turnoff. So it's hard work to get people to infuse about something termed grey literature. So I'd like here to propose 
a solution. I'd like to propose that the people involved in grey literature, the grey literature communities, should stop referring to grey literature and should refer instead to silver literature. The idea being, of course, that silver is a valuable commodity and by referring to what we now call grey literature as silver literature, we'd be explicitly acknowledging that it's a source of value of various types. There are some people who contrast grey literature with what they call the gold standard, by which they really mean peer-reviewed scholarly papers. And that view enshrines the, the idea that the, the latter, the scholarly papers, are of greater value. I think that view is very open to debate. It isn't clear to me that there is anything like as clear a distinction as adherents of the gold standard say. But be that as it may, I accept the fact that the notion of the gold standard is well established and will carry on. It will persist. People will carry on referring to the gold standard of peer-reviewed journal papers. But at least if we refer to grey literature instead of silver literature, at least we're pointing out that there is more than one thing out there of value. So that is the point of this brief episode. It is to recommend that we start to think of grey literature instead as silver literature. Thank you everyone for listening. Grey Lit Cafe is edited by Dr. Bart Hallmark and produced by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus specialises in grey literature forms such as proposals, publications, papers and reports. The music is from Handel's Water Music, courtesy of the United States Marine Band, and Marine Chamber Orchestra. Mm-hmm.